And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, those crazy born-agains, those deplorable people clinging to their Bibles. Evangelical Christians, it's like a cult. Anyone who believes in Jesus is a loon. Those idiotic faith people believe in a resurrection. So the question is, are we as Christians nut jobs? That's my question. Are we nut jobs? The answer, yes. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 says, Our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. Would we rather be fools for Christ or burnt to a crisp for the world? Sometimes the worldly think we are crazy, and that's cool, because God doesn't. Next, I'll save you. All you have to do is buy my program, How to Make a Gazillion Dollars in Real Estate Without Using Your Money, Credit, Time, Effort, or Brain. Or, (laughs) that was a good one, drink this green stuff and all your problems will disappear. Or, buy this Slam-O-Matic and your troubles will be cured. All you have to do is slam your head against this unique piece of wood a thousand times a day and you'll feel great. Or, buy our magazine, see the stars, be envious, and live life vicariously through them and you'll be happy too. Too many promises, too many lies, and not enough truth and only one who can help us out. And finally, be aware that the word of the Lord can come to you at any time and any place. So even if you are not considered special and religious by the world, that means nothing. What it does mean is for us, we need to listen up. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, hey. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, live, during the show. I might be able to reply. It depends. Don't call this number. You can text this number, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Here's the call number. Yay! 972-445-0770. I'm I'm telling you, you won't get bit if you make that call. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll be talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like having 48 hours of peace and quiet. Yeah. And then you will be... the last time you had 48 hours of peace and quiet nothing 
can't remember. And it's so long. I'm thinking 11 years, 14, 15 years, 18. Not, okay, never mind. I was three. Okay. That's what I can remember. Here's the bottom line, and this is what I want you to be aware of. You might have a thought, a question, a comment. You might have an opinion on something. It's not a kvetch fest. It's not a place just to sit there and go, we already did our trivia on wine yesterday. Let's not have any more wine. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is it's a place where you can share with one another praise reports, prayer requests. You can ask a question. If it's something that has to do with food, I'll help you. If it has to do with fast food, I'll really help you. <laughs> but here's the bottom line. The bottom line to that is we want you to have a place to be encouraged, to be strengthened in the Lord, to hear the word of God, to have it applicable in your life, but to draw closer to him through the process. If you hear something that's really like, I don't know, don't worry about it. But if you hear something that you know the Holy Spirit's going, knock, 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 let's make this happen, then seize upon it and add it into your life and make sure you do whatever you need to do to draw closer to the Lord, because that is what this is about. If you want to get through all the things in life, overcome every single thing there is to do, if you're looking for the single answer to everything there is, it's get closer to God. That's your answer. I'm just going to leave it right there. So here is the bottom line. In this, you know, we do do like praise reports and prayer requests and things of that. Plus, we also do Bible trivia. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are more challenging. Here's a little bit of a challenger. Fridays, I always make it a little tougher. Which Old Testament prophet? So this is out of the four major prophets, okay? So you got Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Which Old Testament prophet told the king, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries? Which Old Testament prophet of the major or the four major prophets uh, said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase.org. Okay, that is our trivia question. That's what's going on. Let's uh, do a prayer for Ukraine and U.S. real quick. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We pray for peace for Ukraine, that you can pour out your gospel amongst the people and more people will come to know you. As tragic as the events are, you can turn things around in that country and in the warring factions and bring peace and grace where there's been nothing but frustration and sin and stupidity. And we ask for you to bring that grace and that peace into their lives. And we lift up our own country to you. And we are concerned as we see the things that are going on around us. And there's that sense that, of course, the division is getting greater and greater. And that's not something that surprises us. But what we're asking for, Lord, is that you would pour your grace and mercy into our leaders, because they're the ones that are not helping the situation more than anybody else. On all sides, we need to have some wisdom in our leadership and, Lord, if it's uh, just going to get worse, then give us the, the, the determination, the strength, the bulldoggedness to stand firm in the faith and be immovable and non-compromising. Help us to be your children in everything we think, say, and do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we got them praying. We got them praying. Uh, trivia question, I'll do it one more time, and then we'll go into the test. So the, the, the teach is kind of fun. So I'm, I'm hoping people like it. Uh, the question is, of the four major prophets, so you got Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, one of them said, uh, one of them said 
this. Let me see if I can find it. Which Old Testament prophet told the king, told a king there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries? Ooh, mysteries. 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 if you want to text or David at he must increase. Dot org. That would be the way to go about it. Here is our first teach of this segment, 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 11 through 12. It's entitled, Are We Christians Nutjobs? <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything wrong. That's what, that's what it says. Uh, when Jehu came out to his master's servant, they asked, Is everything all right? Why did this crazy person come talk to you? And then he said to them, you know their sorts and their ranting. But they replied, that's a lie. Tell us. So Jehu said, he talked to me about this and about that. And this is what the Lord says. I anointed you king over Israel. So a prophet comes and speaks to Jehu and tells him, dude, God has chosen you. You are going to bring his wrath upon people. And uh, the reality check in that is that uh, things are going to get dicey and you're going to see all this transpire. So when this prophet came and spoke to him, the other people that were close to Jehu were like, well, is everything all right? What did the prophet have to say? What's going on? What's taking place? And listen to what he says. He says, you know their, their sort and their ranting. You know what kind of people they are. They're nutsy cuckoo. <laughs> see? Here's the key in that. That's what people think about us. You think, what do you mean that's what people think about Christians? People think that Christians are nutty. People think that Christians, you believe in a resurrection? You weren't there. That's right. And we don't have any bones to prove it, which is our whole point. But the bottom line is that our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 4.10. It's a very simple question, though. Even though you might be thought of as crazy, even though you might be thought of as bizarre, you know, even if you do a lot of ranting, I do a lot of ranting. Would you rather be a fool for Christ or a burnt piece of crisp? I mean, would you rather be burnt to shreds or would you rather be a fool for Jesus? Would you rather be spending eternity with God or would you rather be spending eternity as a baked potato? It's not complex. They think we're crazy. We think they're crazy. I mean, come on, right? And, and the idea is, so what if they think you're crazy? So what if they th you're, uh, There's plenty of family members that I've had that have thought, something wrong with that boy. <laughs> right? That's what they thought. First he's on drugs, now he's on Jesus. What's the deal, all right? And it's like, I just went to gospels. That's all. The difference is that as a Christian, you receive this kind of ridicule, not because of you, but because of Jesus. And actually, when they ridicule you and I, they're only ridiculing Jesus, really. We're just following. And Jesus said, if they did it to me, <laughs> guess what? My point is, sometimes people think that we're nutty. And from a secular or a worldly point of view, we do a lot of ranting. We believe in a resurrection. We believe in sending prayers. We believe that God cares about the country. We believe in the in the fundamental principles of the Ten Commandments, which no matter what any person says anywhere in the universe was part of the founding doctrine of this country. They used the Ten they pulled the Ten Commandments out in a meeting and talked about it. So it's just all this is just all a lie. But we'll just stand in the faith. And you want to know why we'll stand in the faith? Because it's better to be a fool for Christ 
it's better to be the kind of person that's like, yeah, think I'm crazy? And here's something that I have said to people and is worth repeating. You know what? I might be wrong. You might be wrong. If I'm wrong, it's no big deal. If you're wrong, you're going to hell. That's a big deal. All right. The answer to the question, the Old Testament prophet told the king there is a God in heaven who reveals mystery. And the answer is Daniel. Daniel said that to the king when he did the interpretation of the dream. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, whoa, whoa, I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. 
Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. Which Old Testament prophet, also, by the way, quoted in Acts chapter 2 by Peter, which Old Testament prophet said, I will pour out my spirit on all people? Which Old Testament prophet, and this is in Acts chapter 2 when Peter did his first big sermony, sermony thingy, he quoted, who did he quote? This is a big part of it. This is a big part of the Holy Spirit falling out in Acts chapter 2. Which Old Testament prophet said, I will pour out my spirit on all people? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else I didn't tell you guys I was supposed to tell you. See, pray for them. Yes. Don't forget to pray for the church audience. I'll talk about that in a little while. I'll pray for Ukraine. Yeah, I have to go through a list. Don't, don't, don't ask. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay. I should probably respond to that then, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, send them on through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Shabbat Shalom, David. This hey. is Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. You got to answer the trivia question first. I feel strongly in my heart you will know this. Oh, okay. J-O-E-L. That is correct, sir! The prophet is Joel. That's right. Quoted quoted by Peter. It's amazing because it doesn't seem like he had a ton of Bible knowledge before the Holy Spirit fell on him, and then all of a sudden the dude's quoting Old Testament stuff. So, like, that's amazing. <laughs> That's cool. All right, what's going on? How can we pray for you today? Hey, pray, pray for my my health. Like it, lately, I'm just feeling a little weird. I mean, I, I don't know why, but that that concerns me. So I'm gonna see a doctor sometime next week. Okay, do me a favor. Turn your radio down a little, just a little. And let me pray for you. Let me pray over you, and I want to pray over the audience too. Okay. Sure. Okay. And could you also pray for uh, our Ukrainian friend that they are taking some supplies to a very uh, war war area, so it's dangerous. So just pray for the protection for them. You got it. You got it. Let's pray. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up the entire audience to you. We lift up Samson to you. We thank you for everybody. We just love everybody, Lord. Just want them to be so blessed and Right now, our brother's just feeling off. He doesn't feel like he's got things centered. Things don't seem right. And we're just asking you first to give him a peace so that he's not he doesn't have any fear that he's dealing with. And if he's, he's a doctor, that that doctor will make it simple and it won't be complex for him, but he won't be operating in doubt. And we also believe, Lord, and ask you to protect the very friends who are working in Ukraine to spread your word. Keep them all safe and protected. Keep them, let the angels of God watch over them and keep them safe as they help advance your kingdom. But for our brother and for the people in this audience, touch them with good health and confidence in your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, my brother.
Well, thank you, brother, and you have a wonderful Shabbat and a good Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, appreciate you very much. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, actually, I'll be writing one of my long papers. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's just go to the next thing, right? Okay. Ready? We got some jokes. But these are the worst jokes ever. Part one. <laughs> so they're not the worst jokes ever, period. They're the worst jokes ever, part one. Ready? All right. Every bad joke that you think is bad, you can buzz. Any one of them you don't think, because they're all short. Any one of them that you think, nah, you know, just, you know, I don't know, play whatever you want to play. I don't know. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Uh, though humble in secular matters, the minister had an alter ego. Alter ego. Never hire a depressed exorcist. They're not very good at lifting spirits. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, the church insisted on a new seminary graduate. They were looking for greener pastors. <laughs> Did you hear about the nervous preacher? He had sweaty psalms. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, oh. <laughs> Give me a multi, right? Okay. Uh, two more. Which area of Palestine was especially wealthy? The area around Jordan. The banks were always overflowing. Yes. Yeah, and then, what kind of food is permitted to eat while fasting? Fast food. Okay. There you go. Part one of some of the worst jokes you're ever gonna hear. <laughs> you hear me tearing it up? It's terrible, right? Okay. Here we go. All right, on to the uh, text. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, verse 26. All right, here's what it says. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So this is referring to, in the Gospel of Luke, to the brother who was very faithful before the Lord, and the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he was going to see the Chosen One. And here's the thing that I want to bring up about this. The Lord's Christ, which is the Lord's chosen one, which is the Lord's Messiah. So we'll use uh, uh, Christ and Messiah interchangeably. There is one that has been chosen by the Father to bring about peace for mankind. Everybody, by the way has a chosen form of a Christ. Let me restate that in better better terms. Everybody has what they think is the one, the answer, the key. In fact, there's even a movie that's called The One. You know, it's even that's people have that all the time. And in the in the spiritual realms, they're they're hoping that the one is not the one that's going to cast them away, although they know that it's not going to take place. In other words, Christ's going to prevail. Even the demons know that. That's why they said, please don't cast us into torment before our time. But the world keeps thinking that there's going to be somebody that comes that's going to give the answers. And just to give you an idea, for I've only been a, I've only been alive for you know sixty years, so it's not a long time. But ever since I've been able to put two and two together, every time there's a presidential election, it seems like the people in America think this person is the one. 
And it doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter what your side is. Everybody's thinking, well, this person's going to bring an answer or this is going to be the solution. Nobody, of course, is foreseeing the disasters that are going to take place or how things are going to happen. But everybody keeps thinking, well, this is the one and this is the one. And none of them are the one. And that's what's going to happen is the world is going to be so hungry for the one that one is going to come forward and capture the hearts of people all over the world. And while 30 years ago you could never figure out how an Antichrist figure can rise and have everybody respond, now you look at it and you go, oh, no, now I can see it totally. Somebody comes in, gives all the answers, gives the solutions. You can see the mass millions and millions and billions of people going after that saying, he's the one, he's the one, he's the one. You can see it now. But there's only one Christ from God. There is only one chosen from God. There's only one selected by where we have mediation between us and God. There is only one. I do I do like, you know, the the there's several books on the subject uh Pastor Jeffers did a great job about the narrow path. There's one way, and it's like people are like, well, I don't like that. It's like tough. And his whole, the, the theological premise is this is God's, heaven is God's home. He'll tell you how to get in. You're not telling him how to get in. And God's solution, God's one, God's answer is Jesus Christ. And if you're out there and you're listening to me right now and you keep rejecting Jesus Christ, you're going to do that to your eternal peril. Because your rejection of Jesus will put you at odds with God. If you keep trying to find the one in the world, amongst people, amongst sinful mankind, you're going to fail and you're going to lose. I plead with you to make a decision to surrender your life to God Almighty by acknowledging, surrendering, repenting, and receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because your time is short because our time is short. And if you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, you will bear the penalty that that rejection has created. So make an eternal decision. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Take a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I like how I went high pitch on that. Amen. Okay. Yeah, here's your trivia question. After Jesus called out, Lazarus, come out. What's the very next thing that happened according to John's gospel? There you go. After Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. What's the very next thing that happened? Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It is here that we send you to the website. And the reason we send you to the website is because it is, in fact, a great place to give. And we don't want to sit. I don't like the asking for money. I hate it. But it's just a necessary part of what we do. It is an opportunity for the Lord to bless you, although not financially. I don't I don't think that there's anything in Scripture that says every time you give, God will bless you financially. But God will never, never ignore your giving. That's what you that's what you count on. If you're able to do it, do it. Please check out the website, he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. You know which one of those multiple sounds you do that I like? You know what? Which one I like a lot? I like that airplane one that goes. Meow. 
<laughs> just like it's like an overfly airplane or something. That's a great one. I'm just letting you know. Uh, trivia question again, then we'll get into history. Here's a trivia question. After Jesus called out, Lazarus, come out. What's the very next thing that happened according to John's gospel? If you think you know, reach out to us. 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483. Or send an email, David. At he must increase.org. Let's do history. Let's go Alright, this is a little bit better of a history day than the other day. The other day we had like a kind of like a lame history day. It's just a little bit better. All right. First of all, it's National Grape Popsicle Day. And I am a pop. See, I'm a popsicle fan. So, have you a popsicle fan? I'm more of a fudgesicle fan. More of a fudgesicle. So, my problem was when I was younger, I used to suck my thumb a lot. Okay, you know, you know, you do that. And then I also like popsicles. So I would have like a great popsicle, and then I would suck my thumb, and then my uh, thumb would be purple. <laughs> so people would say, "What happened?" I stuck it. <laughs> but was it grape flavored? Well, that's that was the whole yeah. That's that's because that's why it looked blue. Okay, today is cell phone tape day. Um, I got nothing, <laughs> you know. But it's also sunscreen day. <laughs> right? I mean, it's good to have, I guess. Okay, here's the one I like. It's old time player piano day. I used to love those old time. Where you push the little uh, pedals and it would play music. I'm a weird guy. You know, I think I've only ever seen one of those in a cartoon. You saw one in a cartoon. We had one in our dining room. <laughs> it's one of the few things. Then today is nothing to fear day. That would be more accurate if you're a Christian. Uh, here you go. 1930 in this day, the Chrysler Building in New York, tallest man-made structure at the time, open to the public. 1933 cartoon, The Little, the Three Little Pigs, is released by Disney. And then here's the one. There's always one that I like. 1939, Batman first shows up as a superhero in DC Comics. Sorry, I like it. I'm a, a I'm an old comic guy, so I like the old comics, not the new comics. Okay. Oh, Dave, you're not that old. No, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm... <laughs> Listen, listen. Okay, just make sure you heard that. Uh, we're gonna do a prayer for, uh, I want to, uh, pray. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just want to pray for everybody over this weekend, just safety and stuff, if that's okay. And then we're going to repeat the trivia and then we'll go into the teaching. So let's just do that real fast. Father, we come before you right now. We know there'll be people traveling, uh, in our audience, going all over the place, uh, visiting, and then hopefully some people getting some refreshment and from, for strengthening at home. We just pray for protection on people and just that you would, uh, just like Nehemiah, just like Ezra, uh, seeking mercy for traveling mercies, we pray that very thing um, for the people that we're connected to. Keep everybody safe. Keep everybody well. And then uh, against discouragement, be uh, pour your encouragement into people's hearts. Let them not be so downtrodden that they, uh, that they allow depression and discouragement to overcome them. But instead, let them lift their eyes to the hills, because you are where our help comes from. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So just want to pray everybody be okie-dokie uh, that way. Last thing on the trivia, we'll do it, and then we'll hit the 
rode into the teaching uh, after Jesus called out, Lazarus, come out. I've always wondered how that, you know, it seems like he's saying it loud, but I don't know if that Greek text is right or not, because I don't think he went, Lazarus, come out. You know, I don't think that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Lazarus, come out. What's the very next thing that happened according to the Gospel of John? If you think you know, reach out to us, uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text uh, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. This DDD is entitled A Thorn from Fargo Land. I don't know where they get these titles. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask. Luke chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judah, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, Philip tetrarch of the region of Eturia, and Trochonitis and Licinius, tetrarch of Albilene, during the priesthood of Ananias and, and, uh, uh, Annas and Caiaphas, sorry, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Okay. <laughs> little text. I'll give credit to Steve Smith, who originally brought this to my attention about 38 years ago. So you have fancy people with fancy titles and fancy positions and fancy pants. <laughs> These are like some like so you've got, let's see, you've got Caesar, you got Pilate, who's the governor, you got Caesar, you got Herod, who's the tetriarch, you got other tetriarchs, you've got other tetriarchs, you guys it's like you've got, you know, uh kings and princes and uh, or in, in our government you have presidents and vice president and you've got governors and you've got all these powerful people all over the place. And boy, these people are strong, boy, these people are powerful, boy, they're influential. And the scripture says this. The word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. The word of God did not come to the palace. The word of God did not come to the governor's mansion. The word of God did not come to the president's oval office. It came to a guy who was out in the wilderness who everybody thought was a loon. That's where the word of God came. And the irony behind that goes back to the same thing of the birth of Christ. So Jesus the birth of Christ takes place. The angels come. Everybody's singing. And who's the first person that they tell? The shepherds. They don't go and tell the governor. They don't tell Herod. They don't tell. They tell the shepherds. The regular person. The regular common normal person. And it's like everybody's looking for all these people with big titles to have all of these, you know, great insights or whatever. And here the word of God comes to John, and John is in the wilderness. He's not even presented yet for ministry. So what I'm trying to say is not every palace position assures spiritual hearings or insights. But what that is most important to for you and I is for you and I to understand hey, not every palace position assures spiritual hearing or insights, but no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing, the Lord may speak to you and you and I need to do a pretty good job of listening 
be aware that where you're at, God's word can be en route to you, even if you're not in an elevated position by the world's standards, God's word can still be being directed towards you. People think well, you have to have this, got to have a degree to, to know. Really? That's the silliest thing ever. A guy named Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber, never had a degree, probably led not as many people as Billy Graham, but led hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people to Christ. And nobody ever thought, it was like, what? Nobody knew him. He's a plumber. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, what? Because God will use a willing vessel, a vehicle. And if you're willing to listen, if I'm willing to listen, if we're willing to speak, it's like, great, there it is. You don't achieve a status with God. In the world, you, you achieve a status. That's true. But in the kingdom of God, the status that God is looking for is servant. And what he's looking for is listeners. And you think, well, there's a lot to say. It's like, yeah, but, you know, if you spend enough time with the Lord, and, and even if you don't say everything perfect, but you're saying it for him, you'll be in the right place. That's all it is. You think, oh, Dave, you must prepare a lot for this. I don't prepare a lot for this at all. I prepare a lot by spending time with the Lord. That's what I, that's what I prepare. Sometimes it goes good. <laughs> Sometimes not so good. Here's the key. The key is, it doesn't matter where you're at, God's word can be en route to you. So listen, because he uses many, many vessels and not many who self-shine. After Jesus called out, Lazarus, come out. What's the very next thing that happened according to the Gospel of John? You guys should know this. The dead man came out. As soon as Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, people say, why did he say Lazarus, come out? Because there was a cemetery area, and if he just would have said, come out, everybody would have come out. That could have been a problem, right? That wasn't the goal, was it? All right, folks, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? That's, that's cool. Anyhow, there's uh, – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower. <laughs> They're working. It's works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months. But I thought, this is ridiculous. i got to get rid of this stick. So I – Looked at the stick and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can. All right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can, even on an angle, the trash can's sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. 
So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. No, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute, two minutes? Perfect. Two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two-part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it <laughs> because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Where we're going to offer up our last trivia question before we get ready to head into the Memorial Weekend. Is that right? Memorial Day weekend, right? Okay. I said it right, right? Making sure. After Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, what did the chief priests plan to do to Lazarus? Ooh. After the dude came back, after he raised, after Jesus said, come out, Lazarus, come on. After he came back, what did the, what were the chief priests planning to do to Lazarus? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA because we kind of moved DNA to second to sixth, but we still want to make sure to do it, and there's a very good reason. DNA, what we're made of, what we should be operating in. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. How often? Daily. You think daily would be good then versus like, you know, monthly or some people do twice a year? <laughs> Probably daily better. Yeah, daily. All right. Draw closer to the Lord daily. Not every so often. Hey, every so often spend a little time with the big JC. Hey, let's go a little bit better than that, okay? And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus said. No matter how the world tries to pointedly push people or trap people. Eh, don't pay attention to that. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Never be ashamed of his words. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means that your heart and your mind is not void of thinking of yourself. You're just aware that the Lord may want to use you as a vessel of his grace, of his mercy, of his love for other people. And you want to be ready to serve them and to encourage them and to strengthen them, to pray for them, to love on them, and to be that vessel of God's grace and mercy for them. That is our DNA. 
A. Okay, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, fire him through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good. I hope you're more better. I'm doing. You know what? I'm doing a lot better now than I was about even three hours ago. I had a real bad headache, but that has gone away. So I'm so much happier. Well, praise the Lord that it's gone. Amen. I agree with you. All right, ready for this one? I know you're going to get this. After Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, what did the chief priests plan to do to Lazarus? They wanted to put a contract on him and take him out. That is correct, sir. And I love the way you said that. It's like they're gonna they're gonna put a contract on him. Gonna put they're gonna put a hit on that guy. They wanted to take him down. Do you remember why? Do you remember what it what it is they were they were trying to why they were trying to stop him? Well, in my mind, I, I don't remember what the words say, but in my mind, it's to uh, take away what Jesus had done. Exactly. Oh, you're two for two. You're rock and rolling. They were trying to shut it down. They didn't want anybody else to know. And it's like instead of instead of anybody else hearing hope, they wanted to control the narrative. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> That's never That's, been done, has it? Yeah, it, just, it doesn't work. Stopping the truth doesn't work very well for people. <laughs> oh, but they try. Oh, they try. And they'll keep trying right up to the end. Excellent job. Yep. Excellent phone call. I appreciate it very much, my brother. And you have a blessed Memorial Day, sir. You as well. You as well. God bless you. Excellent, excellent job. All right. So, all right, let's finish up. We've got, uh, this is our last segment, so you won't be hearing me for a little while. Good job, Richard. Excellent. Okay. All right. Uh, this one's called Perfect Every Time. <laughs> Stuttering between that. Second Kings chapter 8, verse 4 through 5. The king had been speaking to Gehazi, the attendant of the man of God, saying, tell me all the great things Elijah has done. That's Elisha. Well, while the, he was telling the king how Elisha restored the dead son to life, the woman whose son he had restored to life came to appeal to the king for her house and her field. So Gehazi said, my lord, the king, this is the woman, and this is the son Elisha restored to life. Now, Many of us have gone through the experience of what we would call uh, an incredible moment. Uh, people have defined it as a divine appointment. People have also defined it as a defined moment or a divine moment where you're saying something or something happens and right at the exact time something comes along to confirm or to give strength to it. I've mentioned this story before. I think it's cute. You don't have to get all uptight about it. But I was preaching in Flagstaff, Arizona. While I was uh, preaching, there was a, a, a thunderstorm. Flagstaff was at 7,000 uh, feet elevation. So, you know, it, uh, you know or 5,000 feet elevation. So the storms were kind of, uh, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so it was lightning and thundering, and I'm preaching a Sunday night. And I said, and if Jesus was in the room right now, he would say that's exactly right. And as soon as I said that, this crack of the, the lightning happened and the thunder, it goes, I mean, right after I said, I mean, literally right in sequence. Everybody looked at me and I went, see, you know, because that was my response. My point is sometimes the timing is so good. Now, that's a 
kind of a humorous example, but sometimes the timing is so good, so perfect. You sit there and you think, that's just incredible. How could that even happen? And it's by design because God's timing is perfect every time. And here's the thing to settle in or to find comfort in. Only a sovereign God would know every moment of every situation all the time. So what we think of, uh, well, I don't know what tomorrow will be, right? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I have some plans. I got some ideas, things I'm going to try and do, things I'm going to try and accomplish. I don't think anything will really interfere with that. Ironic to that, or uh, almost, well, maybe ironic is the wrong word, but connected to that, maybe even a better way to say it, is God knows what is exactly going to happen tomorrow and what you will exactly do and exactly what you won't do. And he's already ahead of that. So the Lord, he walks with us. He also walks behind us as a rear guard, so to speak, to protect us from the back from the backside, he also walks in front of us. And what you are going to encounter or face, which you have not yet encountered or faced, God has already seen, already knows. You still have to go through it. You don't know what it is. And you will go through it, and God will be with you in it. But the Lord's timing in your life is perfect. My my biggest challenge that I have as a Christian, just as a, a believer, is is when I'll say to the Lord, you know, I, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for this, will you do this? And I'm always hoping that God will do it in my time frame. I had something that was supposed to, I thought was going to happen today. It's a perfect example. Amazing how this happened. I had something that was, uh, happened today, and I did a little bit of research on it, found out it's not happening until next Friday. And so in my mind, it's happening today, right? But I don't see that. I don't, I don't see it actually unfolding. I'm just hoping and anticipating whatever. And it's not the end of the world or any of this stuff, but the idea is that God knew exactly when it was going to be, exactly what was going to come about. But I think, well, it's on my timetable. I know it should be like this and so on. And I'm wrong. But God in his timing, he's never wrong. And especially when he's giving witness to people. I mean, just imagine the king is hearing this story from Gehazi about Elijah raising this dead woman, this dead child of this woman. He's telling the story, and the woman walks in while he's telling the story. And the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So here he has Gehazi telling the story, and then the woman comes in at the same as two witnesses right there, declaring the glory and the power and the honor of God. When you think God is late, it's your watch that's wrong. Now I have this watch. It's not even a—well, it's from Noel, so it's, it's the nicest watch ever. Nobody's ever given anybody a nicer watch ever in the universe of all of the history. Yeah. It's not more than $25, but that's not the point. The point is it's the nicest watch ever. This watch does not guarantee I know what will happen. But God guarantees me he knows what will happen. And I can trust him, rely on him, and, and count on him. 
and that he'll never be late. No, I know. I mean, that's the big joke in, in, in a lot of uh, seminaries and in a lot of pastorates is God's like the 11th hour, you know, <laughs> the 11th hour God. But that's only how we see it. God doesn't walk around with a wristwatch like we do and, and try to force uh, and, 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 and try to get all of our, the schedule done in our 24-hour period. It's not exactly how he operates. Since he essentially created time for us as a gift, Maybe we should learn to trust him with the timing of things. After all, and I just said this to my brother, he invented it. <laughs> he probably knows how to use it. I don't know. Call me crazy. Here's the thing. You're going into the weekend. Do not be overwhelmed by news that you hear. Do not be discouraged. Do not let the enemy take advantage of you. Stand firm in the faith. You are chosen by God. He loves you. He, he protects you. He will watch over you. Trust in him. He will care for you and take care of you and love on you, not just now, but for all of eternity. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 71 and a half hour, 81, 91, 94 and a half hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.